magic girl, public speaking, takes you to the top, no more dreaming, makes you a world class speaker, this a complete system, ain't nothing easier. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. And this is another episode of Off the Cuff and another special edition of the Communication Lecture Series where I take a communication topic and lecture over it. Today, I'm going to be discussing information speeches and persuasive speeches. The most popular types of speeches given in speech classes. The informative speech's purpose is to provide as much information as possible on a subject. In other words, in an informative speech, your task is to be a teacher, not to be a persuader, not to be an advocate, not to be a salesperson. Your job is to relay and teach us information on a particular subject. So you do have some goals when it comes to informative speaking. Your first goal is to convey fresh information. You want to provide as much new material as possible. Uh, number two, you want to make your material interesting. Use supports such as examples, stories, visual aids. And number three, help listeners remember important points. Make sure that your ideas are clear, they're easily grasped, and repeat in a graceful manner if necessary, the key information. Now, there are different types of informative speeches that you can give. The first type is a definition speech. A definition speech is an oral presentation that gives an extended definition of a concept. For instance, let's take the concept of gambling addiction. You can take that concept, and that's a very broad concept. There's a lot to that. So what you would do in a definition speech is you would expand onto the topic of gambling addiction, you would elaborate beyond the definition. Another type of informative speech is a description speech. The definition of a description speech is an oral presentation that describes a person, a place, an object, or an event. You can do your speech over any of those things. You could do it over a person. I've had many students in my class do it over historical figures like John F. Kennedy or George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or celebrities like Brad Pitt, Lady Gaga, and Taylor Swift. You could do it over a place. If you've visited Disney World and you fell in love with it, you want to do your informative speech over telling us about Disney World or Niagara Falls or the Grand Canyon. You can do that as well. You could do it over an object. An object would an example of that would be Russian Easter eggs. If you wanted to do an informative speech informing us everything there is to know about Russian Easter eggs, you can do that. Or you can do it about an event. If there's an event that you've been to, like Bonnaroo or Scarefest or um, like a festival of some kind, you could. Do your informative speech over informing us about that. So that is another type of informative speech that you can do. Another type of informative speech that you could do is a process speech. A process speech is an oral presentation that analyzes how to do something or how something works. 
Now, there are two kinds of process speeches. In this first kind, you show the listeners how to perform a process so they can actually use the skills later. This is sometimes called a demonstration speech. Here are some examples of specific purpose statements for this kind of speech. Uh, to demonstrate to my audience how to perform daily exercises to avoid and relieve back pain. Uh, so what you would do in this speech is you would show the steps and demonstrate the steps to your audience how to perform daily exercises. Uh, number two, to show my listeners how to make low-fat pumpkin bread. Another example, to teach my audience how to transform discarded CDs and DVDs into useful objects. So in the second kind of process speech, you provide information on how something is done or how something works. Your goal is to tell about a process, not so that the listeners can perform it themselves, but so they can understand how it's done. For instance... Counterfeit money, I find fascinating how people create counterfeit money. If you know how people do it, there's obviously a step-by-step process to it. If you know how it's done, I think that would be a very interesting, informative speech. That would be a very interesting process speech on how something is done, how counterfeit money is made. So when you do these – if you do these informative speeches and you decide to do – a process speech. You should always use visual aids. In some speeches, you can use a live demonstration. For instance, if you wanted to show how to treat a burn victim, you could use a volunteer and demonstrate the correct steps. In other speeches, PowerPoint slides and videos are very effective. For for instance, if a student speaker did a speech on how to change a flat tire, you could use a video with the sound off to illustrate the steps of the process. Also, you need to involve the audience in physical activity whenever possible. If you involve your audience in physical activity, what you're doing is capitalizing on more than just the listener's sense of hearing and seeing. You are bringing in touch and movement. There's this old saying that people say. It's called, I hear and I forget. I see and I remember. I do and I understand. So think about those words of wisdom there. Think about that. Okay, another type of informative speech is an explanation speech. An explanation speech is an oral presentation that explains a concept or a situation. For this type of speech, you're going to be doing in-depth research using books, articles, interviews, rather than relying on your own experiences. This is a type of speech that requires a lot of statistical data. Some examples would be to explain to the audience why works of art are highly prized as financial investments. Another in- example would be to perform to inform my listeners of the reasons for the near extinction of mountain gorillas. And another example is to explain to the audience the pros and cons of the electoral college. So in order to find out information on these subjects, it's going to require a lot of research. A lot of these speeches are done in graduate So there are some guidelines for informative speaking. Uh, The first guideline is you need to relate the speech to the listener's self-interest. The audience is always asking, what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of this speech? Why do I need to even listen to this person? So your job as the speaker is to relate that topic that you're speaking about to your audience. Try to find common ground into what you're speaking about and relate it to your audience. For instance, 
you, I had a student one time get up and say, imagine you're sitting at home one weekend working on a very important term paper. You're working away. It's about 9 o'clock. Your paper's due the next morning at 8 a.m., and then all of a sudden your computer crashes. What if I told you that after my speech you will know the steps of how to fix a computer that has crashed? So bingo, all of a sudden the speaker has related his topic to the self-interest of his audience. He is talking to a room full of college students who all have computers, who all work on term papers, who all have to meet deadlines, and he's related how his speech is going to benefit them. And he's now answered the question, what's in it for me? Well, you're going to know how to fix your computer if it crashes, something that you're going to need to know how to do. Another guideline is you need to make the information interesting. Okay, use visual aids, use demonstrations, use lively anecdotes. Avoid information overload. Give details, but not too many. The secret of being tiresome is telling everything. You need to edit your material. Instead of giving all of the steps to something, let's say there's 12 steps in a process, one of those steps might be enjoy. One of those steps might be okay, you're all finished, now enjoy what you've done. There's some steps that are unnecessary to mention, so don't talk about all the steps. Only talk about the most important ones. You should also tailor information for each audience. A common mistake is to assume that your listeners possess the same knowledge that you possessed. Yeah, you know that the earth revolves around the sun, but one in five adults thinks that that the sun revolves around the earth. One in seven adults can't find the United States on a world map. Many college students think that Islam is the dominant religion in South America. So you need to make sure that just because you know it and it's common knowledge for you doesn't mean that it is common knowledge for your audience. Find out in advance what your audience knows and doesn't know in your topic, and then you can adapt your information accordingly. Whenever necessary, define the words, explain the concepts, and give background information. You also need to help listeners remember key information. To make sure that the audience retains important details, use these three following steps. Repetition, meaning present key ideas and words several times. Presentation aids, use these sensory channels like visual, hearing, taste, smell, touch, and physical activity. Memory aids, provide listeners with shortcuts to remembering. It's basically like word association with an image. So Republican and Democrat, if you were to remember what color represents each party, red is Republican because R is the letter that Republican starts with and the letter red starts with. So you know Republican is is red. And then, of course, the only other color left is blue, and that would fall under Democrat. Now, let's transition over to persuasive speaking. Persuasive speaking is actually my favorite type of speaking to do. This is a speech where you are going to have to keep an open mind because you're going to hear things that you don't agree with, you don't like, because everyone is different. Everyone has a different opinion. Everyone has different morals and ethics about them. So there are things that you think that other people don't think, and your job during a persuasive speech is to persuade somebody to think the way you do. 
So there are three main goals with persuasive speaking. The first goal is to win over your listeners. You want your listeners to adopt your view. Second goal is know your subject thoroughly. You're going to have a little chance of persuading listeners to come over to your side if you are not perceived as knowledgeable and competent in your topic. So develop as much expertise as possible by doing careful, extensive research. And the third goal is to maintain a high standard of ethical behavior. I've said this in many other uh, episodes. To make sure that you remain moral, you tell the truth, and you keep a high ethical standard. It is your responsibility as a speaker to always tell the truth. So there are different types of persuasive speaking. The first type is the speech to influence thinking. And that is an oral presentation aimed at winning intellectual assent for a concept or proposition. That is where you are trying to change the way someone thinks. Again, you're wanting them to adopt your view. Now let's say that someone in the audience already believes the way you do. Your job then is to reinforce that way of thinking. Here are some sample specific purpose statements for this kind of speech. These are samples that students have done in the past, and a purpose statement is basically just narrowing down your persuasive topic. Here's here's some examples. To convince my audience that a paid sabbatical, which is an extended time off, for employees is a good way for companies to avoid job burnout and low morale. So if you believe that companies should give employees time off pay, Uh, with pay, uh, to avoid burnout, then you need to convince your audience to believe that same way. Here's another example. To convince my audience that child geniuses should be permitted to enroll in college classes. So if you feel like that some people are so smart, some children are so smart that they need to be accelerated, they don't need to waste their time going to grades they don't need, and they should be put into college sooner than later, then you can give a presentation on why you believe that and why everyone else should believe that too. Here's another example. To convince my listeners that immigrants continue to enrich American society and business life. So if you feel like that America is a better place with immigrants in it, then uh, there you go. You need to convince people of that same way of thinking. A little subcategory of the speech is called a speech of refutation, and a speech of refutation is an oral counterargument against a concept or a proposition put forth by others. That is when you want to refute an argument that's been said by many people. Here are some examples. To persuade my audience to reject the widespread belief that everyone needs to consume eight glasses of water per day. I'm sure you guys have heard that. Seven or eight glasses of water a day is what we need every single day. That's what's required for our body. So if you think that's just a bunch of malarkey and a bunch of baloney and you want to refute that, you can do that in a refutation speech. Here's another example. To convince my listeners to reject the idea that tornadoes are incapable of striking large cities. A lot of people think that places like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, they are exempt from getting tornadoes. But if you know otherwise, you can do a speech of refutation against that. Here's another example. To persuade my audience to disbelieve claims by so-called psychics that they are able to predict future events. So if you think that psychics are phonies, you can refute the whole idea of psychics. Another type of persuasive speech is a speech to motivate action. 
A speech to motivate action is an oral presentation that tries to impel listeners to take action. This is when you are wanting your listeners to take action on something. If you think that everyone should go out and volunteer, if you think volunteer work is very important and that's something that everyone should do, then you can give a speech on that. Uh, if you think that everyone should donate blood, you should uh, you can give a speech on trying to get people to go out and donate blood. If you feel like recycling is important and you think everyone should recycle, it think it makes the environment better, then you need to prove to your audience that this is what they need to do and why they need to do it, and you need to convince them to go out and do that. So when you do this type of speech, you need to ask for the precise action that you want. Don't just give the facts and assume that your listeners will know what action to take. Say exactly what you want them to do. Whenever possible, get a response from listeners before they leave the room. You could give the best persuasive speech in the entire world, and you can convince everyone in your audience to go out and do exactly what you want them to do. But it is a natural feeling for us as humans to leave the room and all of our juices stop flowing 10, 15 minutes after we hear that exciting speech, and all of a sudden, we are back to reality. We're back to normal. We're no longer under that conviction to where we are being challenged to go out and do something. So you need to strike while the iron is hot. After you've got them convinced that this is what they need to do, you need to motivate them to take action immediately. If you're wanting them to sign a petition, don't just give them a web address of where to go to find that uh, petition. Bring the petition to class and let them sign the petition there. If you are giving a speech over uh, donating blood, bring in information on all the upcoming blood drives. So when you do a persuasive speech, you should follow these patterns of organization. You should use the motivated sequence. A motivated sequence is a series of steps designed to propel a listener towards accepting the speaker's position. The first thing you need to do is grab the attention right at the beginning of your speech. We talked about this in the episode of Introductions and Conclusions. There are several different attention getters that you can use to... Grab your audience's attention right off the bat, right at the beginning of your speech. For more information on this, check out the introduction and conclusion episode on the communication lecture series. The second step of the motivated sequence is need. You need to show your audience that there is a serious problem and that there needs to be action taken. The third step is satisfaction. Satisfy the need by presenting a solution and show how your solution works. Number four is visualization. Paint a picture of the results. Your scenario can be positive. You help your listeners visualize the good things that will happen when your solution is put into effect. Or it can be a negative. You can show them the bad results if your solution is rejected. And the fifth part of the motivated sequence is action. Request action from the listeners and be specific. If you want them to sign a petition, be specific and tell them that's exactly what you want. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Communication Lecture Series covering introduction speeches and persuasive speeches. I hope that you enjoyed another episode of the Communication Lecture Series. This has been also another episode of Off the Cuff. 
I'm Adam Banks. We'll see you in the next episode.